ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Welcome into this uh, Golf Channel podcast. I'm your host, Will Gray, out at Riviera Country Club, site of this week's Genesis Open, and I'm speaking to the most recent winner on the PGA Tour, Ted Potter Jr., fresh off uh, quite a scintillating final round there at uh, Pebble Beach. How's it feel to be here at Riviera and, more importantly, back in the winner's circle? It definitely feels great, especially after having a couple years away from it um, with the injury. Um, to win at Pebble is even more special uh, to have my second career win. Um, so, I mean, everything's just unbelievable right now. Have you caught up on phone messages, voicemails, texts? Kind of. I mean, I've tried to go through a lot of them, but the, I mean, when I turn my phone on, I think I have close to 300 text messages. So, and then some <laughs> voicemails, and uh, I mean, I got, uh, we drove down from Pebble yesterday, so we have four or five hours, so I got to play with my phone and try to get back to some of the people that have texted me. It's a nice little drive, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a pretty drive yeah. down through the hills and everything. What's the best uh, text or voicemail you've gotten? What's one that stands out? Maybe I mean, maybe one you weren't expecting. Uh, I mean, there were so many of them. I just, I, none of them really stood out okay. overall, uh, but there were so many the same. The congratulations. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the, the support I have back home and the friends I have back home, just the family and everything, just reaching out, and it was amazing. For the uninitiated, those that aren't familiar with your career, you won a Greenbrier back in 2012. You had an injury, broke your ankle. Uh, more, than, more than your ankle, right? Was it was a leg, too, with, with the ankle? No, it was, it was mostly just, an yeah, ankle. Um, and then you're back down to the web.com tour, get your card back, and now here you are, two-time winner, on the PGA Tour, was there a spot in the last two or three years where you thought maybe you weren't going to be able to get back to, to this spot? Um, I mean, yeah, you always have doubt. I mean, where are you going to get to? Yeah. Uh, but when I came back my first yeah. web tour event for my rehab starts, I mean, I played really well. I finished like 13th or something like that. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was a big boost for me and uh, let me know that, I can still do this, and I mean, I wasn't 100% at the time either, so my ankle's still been getting stronger over the last couple of years. So, I mean, that was big, that first tournament out. Yeah. So, walk me through Sunday's round. You're, it's, it's a weird setup with the Pro-Am anyway, at, at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, but you're tied for the lead, and you're teeing up alongside Dustin Johnson, who is going to hit it three miles off of every tee. He's the world's number one player. He's played well at Pebble Beach. How do you as Ted Potter go into that mentally how do you prepare yourself for that final round I mean I, I mean he's definitely I mean you can, it's obvious he's in the world number one I mean 
the way he hits the ball, his short game, everything's so good. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I knew I'm going to be hitting second or, right. or first into every part four. I mean, so I'm, you know, I'm just trying to make sure I keep the pressure on him out there all day. Hit the fairway, hit the green. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to play some good golf. I, I mean, I, you know he's going to play pretty good golf. So, um, I mean, I just got to focus on my own game, though, no matter what. Was it was it a different approach than maybe you would take to a different final round or, or even one that you were in contention given who you were going up against? No, I think, I mean, I've won – on the web and won a bunch of mini tour golf. I mean, I, I would have done the same process trying to win the golf tournament, especially going to the back nine, knowing I was two up going in the back nine. Um, you, you don't want to do nothing silly out there. I mean, you got to give yourself opportunities on every hole. Yeah. You don't want to have to grind for pars on missing greens and stuff like that. You want to try to hit the fairway at the green and give yourself a reasonable putt at it, and that's all you can do. Um, and that's all I try to do on that back nine. If I had told you before the final round started that you were going to finish with 11 straight pars, would you have thought that you would leave with the trophy? No, not necessarily. I mean, I mean, I got off to a pretty good start, mm -hmm. shooting 300 on the first nine, so that definitely helped. But um, I figured I was going to have to shoot at least two to three under, have a chance to win. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned the mini tour stuff. It's a big part of your, your personal career and your history. What is the best mini tour victory of your career? Let's hit the Wayback Machine. Um, I mean, it has to be the first one I ever won playing the Moonlight Tour, a one-day tournament. I mean, just to go out there and beat 30 guys in that one-day event for my first time. Where was that? Uh, honestly, uh, it's one of the courses <laughs> down in Orlando. I mean, it was close to, what, 15 years now ago. Okay. So, uh, but, my, like, my first one I ever played, I think I shot probably 77 or 78 in the first tournament as a pro. So it's gone, <laughs> gone a long ways from there. Yeah, so what what was that like just, just trying to grind through? You know, you're doing 30-man shootouts, 18-hole events, 36-hole events, where you're not necessarily on the web or even at the at the AA equivalent for, for professional golf, but you're just sitting there trying to string it along one round into the next. Yeah, I mean, when I first turned pro, I'm just trying to learn – how to play for a living yeah. so I mean I worked at a golf course part time in the park barn and uh, played one day two days events just to try to scrape up some more money to play in bigger events yeah. or go to Q school at the end of the year to try to get web status or PJ status whatever mm -hmm. whatever it came from there Right. but um, my first go at Q school I got to finals and got my web card so that definitely showed something for me that I do have something there to play professional golf. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, winning's winning at every level. That's all I can really put that to. Yeah. Is there, uh, if you think back to, to the mini tour days, is there a shot that, that stands out, maybe like a, a par five that you went four and two or, or a big approach over uh, over water that you, you pulled through and you, you look back as a big confidence booster and you say, hey, this was a shot that maybe built into other things where I knew that I had the chops to, to hang at the professional level? Um, like a, a lot of times, like, shots come from the range for me. Okay. Like, it, it, to pull off a shot, it's like I hit it on the range. So I go back to the range shot. I say, okay, I hit the shot, this five iron. At that pin was that wind, and just try to focus on that instead of really where I was at at the present time. So, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of the good shots come from range shots. So. Um, that's all you, I mean, that's one of the biggest things I've 
look back on this different shots I've hit on the range and try to just focus on that. Was there any shot on the range last week at Pebble that made you had made think that, that things were clicking or where, where you were like, all right, there, there could be something here? Yeah, I mean, I hit a lot of more shots left to right than I have okay. in the last few weeks. and that's what, So it's a draw for you because you're yeah, left-handed. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, my, my typical swing is going to have a right-to-left shot. That's typically where I do. Right. And But over time, it starts getting more and more right to left. So okay. i got to balance out my swing every once in a while, and so i got to start, start hitting more draws on the range and practice more draws. Right. So um, that was the big thing for me the last couple of weeks is it's been working on hitting more draws. It ain't really so much changing my swing or doing anything like that. It's just trying to balance my swing out. We talked about changing your swing. You certainly have, let's go with an unconventional swing. There was a lot of, there were some side-by-sides during the telecast on Sunday just to show how crazy golf is and that there's many ways to do it. But you got Dustin Johnson on one side and you got you on the other side. And it's more, there's more differences than just right-handed versus left-handed. So what was it like for you growing up? Was it hard to resist people trying to get in your ear to change what maybe is your natural swing and try and, you know, tweak out the the chicken wing elbow or, or maybe try and get you to do a different move here or there no i mean i mean sure everybody has an opinion yeah but i mean you got to decide which opinions are good and what's are bad for you i mean but but it's hard to go from what's naturally what you got yeah i mean you can't try to force something yeah so um basically you gotta just go what you got and i mean you can tweak it a little bit but you ain't gonna really change it ever <laughs> Here you are, still standing here, proof positive. Uh, so let's go off the course. What, if, if it's December 10th, what's Ted Potter doing? Uh, hopefully in the woods hunting, trying to kill a deer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you never know. I um, mean, spending time with family, too, is always a plus. You're a hunting guy. Yes, like I love the deer hunts. So. Okay, where, do you, where are some of your go-to spots? Uh, I like to go up towards Statesboro. we got some property up there. Okay, uh, that, uh, up in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. so I'm... I'm I'm a member of a club up there, so it's fun to get up At there. a hunting club? Yeah, uh, a hunting club. How's that different from uh, country um, I, I, as, a, as a non-hunter, I am not familiar with hunting yeah, club yeah. situations. Uh, we got like 45 guys that okay. are uh, members that yeah. lease a, a certain amount of land. Right. So um, then we got a little cabin there, basically. Some guys got campers and stuff like that, power and water and all that. So you can go up there for four or five days and spend the week up there or whatever. Yeah. And just uh, enjoy the outdoors and try to get some uh, decent hunting in. Is it nice for you? To, is that a good way to get away? You take a couple, three, four, five days at a time and yeah, nice kind of unplug and do some different things? Yeah, get away from cell phones and TVs and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, I didn't know down. it was possible to get away from cell phones these <laughs> yeah. days. you got to find a, find a way, right? Yeah, well, now, nowadays the cover is so good, it's hard to. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find you in the duck blind if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are, you, are you fishing too, or is it just mostly hunting? Mostly hunting, but we got a nice river there, so we can go out there and try to catch some brim or panfish okay. or whatever that way. See, so maybe I'll be hitting you up for, for a spot at the hunting club here this uh, this winter. So we're we're talking uh, at the clubhouse at Riviera, and this is your first time back at the Genesis Open since 2014. So you've had uh, you had a top 10 here, I believe, in 2013. So you've had some success at this event, but I want to talk about the 10th hole because I saw you out there. And everyone that's going through the 10th hole on Tuesday today is is hitting from all sorts of angles. And that hole will drive you nuts if you're not careful. So what is the mental approach to preparing for 10 at Riviera? Um, well, I don't know if I've ever hit driver there in the past. I mean, I've always laid up, tried to lay up to like a 90-yard wet shot. Okay. Um, but I can see why some guys want to hit it down there on that left side because it's 
kind of more uphill to chip shot. But I mean, it's just it's a strange hole. It's, I mean, it, it's a tough hole. I mean, it doesn't matter if you got fifty yards or ninety yards. I mean, it's just you got to get that right angle over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to stay left of the green somehow to try to get an angle and. Today, it seemed like the green was a little softer than it has been. I mean, it's going to firm up, I'm sure, during the week, which makes it twice yeah. as hard. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if there's actually a correct way to play the hole. Yeah. I mean. Is it is it counterintuitive for, for a PGA Tour professional to sit there with a 50, 60, 70-yard shot and know in your head that maybe 25 feet is a good result? Uh, yeah, I mean, on that hole, definitely. I mean, there's some spots on that green, like that back right hole location. Yeah. If green firms up, I mean. I don't think you can land it near that pin and hold the green. So you're going to have to play the 30 feet and take your par on the hole. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys this week, even probably the guy that wins, probably wish they played that hole even par. Yeah. Would you take even par right now? I would, yeah. yes. That's amazing thing. you got 300 <laughs> 300 yard par four, and you're like, I'll just give me 16 shots and we'll just go on to 11. We'll figure yeah. out the other 17 holes. Yeah. So one thing that stood out for me from your post-round interview at Pebble Beach was you're off the 18th green talking to Peter Costas of CBS. And one of the first things you said is, I can't wait to get back to the Masters and try and win the Par 3 contest again. That is a very unique answer, I'll say. But what was it about winning the Par 3 contest back in, in 2013 that was that was special? And, and how was that one of the first things you thought of? As soon as you win, you're, you know you're in the Masters. It's like, get me back to Wednesday afternoon. I want to go shoot for some pins. Yeah, um, I mean... Those guys that go there and play in the part three contest and will play good and then they'll dump it at the end just because of the jinx or whatever they right. say. I don't. I just don't believe in that. I mean, I want to try to win it. Yeah. I mean, I want to try to win it and then try to win the golf tournament. I don't. That's just how I am. I guess. Yeah. So I mean, I really enjoyed winning the part three contest in the playoff with Phil and uh, Kucher. So that was a lot of fun. It's like a moonlight tournament, yeah. right? It's your. It's a yeah. nine. It's a nine hole moonlight tournament. Yeah. So and then this year it'll be even more blast. Uh, my wife and have my son there. That's He's cool. 18 months old almost. So yeah. uh, that'll be a lot of fun to put him in the white suit there and let him run around. Where where do you have the crystal? Uh, you get some crystal for winning that uh, part three contest. Is that prominently displayed in the Potter household? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's in the kitchen area, living okay. room area. So anybody, I mean, I got some other crystals up there from <laughs> junior golf and stuff like that and mini tour golf. So it's all up there for So you you, you, sp- you run the gamut here. You've got junior tour stuff. You've got mini tour stuff. You've got PJ tour. you got crystal from the Masters. It's, it's your whole career right there in the kitchen, right? Pretty much, yeah. Most of them are right there in the kitchen area where you can see, see it from the living room. And yeah. So. When you were playing as a junior, did you envision that you'd be maybe not only playing on the PGA Tour but then winning multiple times? Um, definitely was a goal. I mean, that's what I wanted to do. I mean, uh, it's just been tougher than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, especially when I had such good success on many tours and winning on the Hooters Tour and mm-hmm. uh, some other random two, four-day events, too. Um, but it's just, I mean, uh, you go up to, you climb so far up and get knocked back down. You climb so far up again, get yep. higher up there and get knocked back down. I mean, that's just how it is. But each time you get a little stronger, I think. Yeah. Was there, I mean, take me back to, to this injury. You're walking off a curb in Montreal and you break your ankle. Did you know at the time just how significant of an injury and a rehab that was going to be? Not exactly, yeah. uh, but uh, I found out pretty quick. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't realize it was going to be almost a year and a half. Probably, I think it was almost actually close to two years before the RBC and my first web event. Yeah. 
So. Wow, that is a long time for yeah. for a professional to be. I mean, just ask Tiger. That's a, that's a Tiger break basically, yeah, and it's. I mean, it's it's tough. It's, it's tough I, I would think to to try and get back, and then you're having to go back to the web as a guy who's won on the PGA Tour, and you've got to stand toe to toe with some of those guys, and, and it's a meritocracy out there, right? I mean, you've yeah. got to earn it. No, so you definitely do, and um, yeah, I'm just thankful to get my second career win at Pebble, and I mean, what a wonderful place to, to do it and I mean it's just so beautiful out there when you chipped in on seven in the final round at Pebble did you feel like it might be your day yes I mean that definitely <laughs> helped I mean uh, definitely felt like things were going right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I'll, I'll let you get out of here I know you're you're a busy man this week the phone is probably still blowing up but what's it like for you to kind of be a role model for some of these guys that are out there. There's got to be a 23-year-old that's on the Hooters tour right now that's trying to string together entry fees for the next two or three months, and they're looking to Ted Potter as an example of, hey, this this could work one day, and I could I could not only get to the PGA Tour, but I could thrive even though I'm, I'm at this level right now. I mean, the biggest thing is just don't give up on your dream. I mean, uh, you just got to stay focused and stay positive. Uh, I mean, like I said, you, I mean, you, you climb, keep climbing that mountain, you're going to get knocked down a few times, but you just got to keep climbing. Yeah. What's the best uh, animal you've bagged up in Statesboro? Um, a couple of nice bucks up there. Okay. Uh, yeah, a couple of nice eight points. Um, there you go. Yeah, so definitely very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> you go from shooting eight points to now yeah. you're, you're winning at Pebble, we're prepping Some for Riviera. Different it's, kinds of trophies on the wall. Yeah, well, it's, it's a popular, it's a popular uh, little, not you know, side hobby, let's say, for uh, there's a lot of PGA Tour guys that yeah. enjoy the time up at the hunting club and, and all that Fishing stuff. Fishing and whatever it is. I mean, just outdoors. you got to get away, right? Yep. You're already outdoors as it is now, and it, uh, it seems like it's a popular way to go. Well, Ted Potter Jr., congrats again on your victory at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Thank you much for joining us, and uh, good luck this week at Riviera. I appreciate it. Thank I'll, you so much. If, uh, no problem. If I can give you the even par on the 10th hole right now, I would do it. But yeah, I'll take I think, it. <laughs> I think that uh, the, the tour would frown upon that. But this has been a Golf Channel podcast. I'm your host, Will Gray. This has been with uh, our guest, Ted Potter Jr. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.